Well, we come into our message series, we're looking at generosity. How can we be generous? But today we're going to specifically be looking at living generously. And living generously really is at the heart of the gospel, at the heart of what it means to be a Christian, at the heart of what it means to be human. But I want to ask you, what does it mean to be generous? What do you understand to be generous? What things are you generous with? Are there some things in our lives that we hold back and we don't give to others? Are there some things that we are not generous? Now, in my line of work, I will occasionally get, sometimes more regularly than others, uh, people coming up and going, um, I'm really down on my luck, can I have some money? And one of the interesting things, and it's been a change in my heart over the years, is that when we give money, and it happened recently, I don't give money judging the other person and going, how could you get yourself into this situation? Why is it that you don't have money and I have? You know, that's, that's not a heart of generosity, is it? That's a heart of you know, condemnation and accusing while giving some money. It's actually about changing your attitude and all of this. You know, and I've had um, this guy come and see me a couple of times and, and he's been really genuine and, and open about his situation and I've just gone, yeah, my heart goes out to you. I understand. And I gave him money to help him out. He said, what can you give? And the hard thing I have at the moment, and in our society it's really difficult, is that I don't carry very much cash around. Matter of fact, I carry almost no cash around. Um, my kids tend to take it most of the time. Um, and that disappears pretty, quick, pretty quickly. And, and so, you know, it, it, there might be times when I've got to go and scrounge and get some cash and say, this is all I have on me right now. Can you help it out? And the interesting thing is, you know, when, when I give it, I give it with no point of wanting to get it back. You know, he said, I'll, I'll pay you back. I said, that's okay, but I don't want it back. I'm giving it to you. If you want to give it to somebody else or pay it back into the cafe or whatever it might be, then you can do that. But I'm giving this to help you. And that's what it comes down to it is, is, is our life starting to become generous? Not giving something in a respect for a return out of it. Not giving something that because you think you're going to get something back out of it. Whether it's like giving to the poor and you think you're going to get riches in heaven because you're given to the poor. That's not generosity, that's transaction. And we don't want to live in a transactional society. We want to live in a place where we live generously. See, living generously is about letting your life become a blessing to those around you. About letting your life become a blessing to those around you. So what, what can we do? How can we actually be generous in this location? See, generosity, and I have to actually say this, generosity is not something that comes natural to most people. Matter of fact, if you actually go back, have you ever seen toddlers 
trying to share things. You know, favourite toy, what happens? And, 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 a, and a visitor comes over and you're, suddenly the, the toy that I've never touched for, you know, 13 weeks suddenly becomes the most favourite, interesting toy when somebody else is about to use it. You know, or, or food. I, I saw this amazing video clip of, of young toddlers trying to learn how to share one another. And, and the mum was, was giving, uh, put out a, a chocolate and said, can you share it with uh, your sister? Picked it up, straight in the mouth. That's not sharing, is it? Put another one down. Can you share it with this? Picked up, straight in the mouth. You know, in, innately in toddlers, there's a thing about something's there and I need it for myself. Generosity is actually a high-level social construct that we have that, that requires a really well-developed sense of worth and security in order to be generous. You need to have a well-developed sense of your own worth and your own sense of security in order to actually be generous to another person. And when we are Christians, when we know the grace of God within our life, our self-worth should be high. Our self-security should be high because we know we have been saved. We know that our God is for us and with us and that we don't have to worry about things because God is always there for us. Then we can live out of that self-worth, out of that identity, out of that security, and we can be generous because of that. We need to know that generosity is not about you as the person about the person that is giving. Generosity is never about the person that gives. It's about doing that giving act. Generosity comes from there. Generosity is really a mindset that we need to start to put into practice within us. It's about how we live our life, our mindset that we have. Do we view other people in a heart of generosity or do we view them as something less? And see, that for me... And I want to speak personally for myself as much as anything. That's actually been a shift that I've had to go through over the years. I've actually had to think that people do come on hard times. People do have things that come in their life. Sometimes people are just born into countries that don't have the same kind of affluence and wealth and ability to succeed as us. And it's not because they haven't wanted to achieve. It's not because of what's, you know of what they've done. It's just because of the circumstance they're finding. So does your heart break for them? Does your heart want to be generous to them? And the answer is, should be from us, yes. That's been a change in attitude in me over the years. That there is a thing that has happened inside of me that says, I want to live a more generous life. I'm happy to pay for things. I'm happy to give my time. I'm happy to do this for people. See, the thing is, you know, last week we talked about our scarcity cycle, how we work out of scarcity and there's never enough, and how we works out of a generosity and builds on that. And if we give, it will change in our, our heart, our mind, who we are and the way we, way we are. We start to rely on God and then we can give more. What I want us to do is, is to actually see how this plays out in Jesus' life, in his ministry, in one of, the, one of the miracles he did. And this passage actually is recorded in, in, in all of the four Gospels, in all of the four accounts of Jesus' life. 
It's in Matthew, it's in Mark, it's in Luke and it's in John. The four books of the Bible that recount what Jesus did. This miracle is across all of those. And so what we know when we see a miracle or, or something that comes up in each of the four Gospels is it's actually really key. It's really important. It's foundational to who Jesus is. It's, it's an important aspect of his life. So I'm going to set the scene for you. And this actually really comes into uh, part of our lives as well. See, Jesus has been teaching and healing and doing miracles and people have got to know him and, and have been following him. And he's going, he said to his disciples, let's go away somewhere quiet by ourselves. I'm exhausted, I'm tired, I've been doing all of these things, we've been doing all of this stuff. Let's just take a little bit of time for ourselves. Have you ever been in that place where you've been giving and doing and, and you get tired? You know, it's in that tired situation that often our generosity is at our lowest, isn't it? It's a time when some, you know, somebody says, can, can you help me here? You know, and you're going, oh, I'm just so exhausted. I've got nothing to give. I've been out all day. I've been doing everything. And you want me to do what? You know, that's, and this is where Jesus is, is this moment. He's, he's, he's down on energy. He's low. His disciples and him have been doing things. And they just want to have a quiet place to have a little bit of time for themselves. You know, have you ever heard that? Have you ever heard yourself say, I just want a little bit of time for me. Just just hang on for a moment. I want some time for me and, and then I'll be with you. You know, that's not a generous heart. That's working out of our tiredness, looking towards me. So I'm going to, I'm going to bring us back into this. And as I said, you know, we, we had the reading from, from Matthew's Gospel. So we're going to just jump into to Mark so we can kind of look at this again. So here it is. And Jesus saw... The crowd, as he stepped from the boat, and you know, this is what happened. The crowd followed him around. They ran around the shore. They were going by boat to get to this, you know, isolated place. And the crowd ran around and were there ahead of time. And Jesus and disciples then stepped from the boat and he saw the crowd and he had compassion on them. See, that's where the heart and living in generosity comes from because of the compassion. And Jesus had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. They were lost. They, they were hungry. They needed things. And so he began to teach them many things. And late in the afternoon, his disciples came to him and said, this is a remote place, you realise. You know, this, this is getting late. And, and everybody here has run away, you know, run from their, their place to come and see you. And it's getting late. So send the crowd away so that they can go to the nearby farms and villages and buy something to eat. And then Jesus challenges the disciples on their understanding. He says, then Jesus said, but you feed them. And I love, I love with what? They asked. We'd have to work for months to earn enough money to buy food for these people. How much bread do you have, Jesus asks. Go and find out. And they came back and reported, we have five loaves of bread and two fish. See, here's a, here's a really interesting thing. The disciples were thinking, buy. That's not what Jesus was thinking. The disciples were thinking, how could we afford, how could we get enough money? They were thinking out of, what, out of the scarcity they had. How could we have enough to feed all of these people and Jesus was thinking a different thing. He was thinking, give. What is it that you can give? What is it that people around could give 
that there would be enough for everybody. See, the disciples and Jesus viewed this in completely different perspectives. What do I have to buy? What do I have to earn? What do I have to get to give to all of these people? There's there's so many people, I don't have enough. Now, you, you will have heard this. Poverty in the world. People who have said that their poverty is so big that we will never make a difference. That's saying I would have to work all my life in order to give a little bit of money that would only make a drop in the ocean to help somebody who's living in poverty, to help these countries living in poverty. But the thing what Jesus says is no, give. What do you have and give? Not think about what you don't have, but start from the point and think about what you do have and give. A different perspective. The disciples, as I said, were working from scarcity. And scarcity says there isn't enough to do this. There isn't enough. And you know, let, let's just jump into John's gospel. Uh, the account, same account here from, from John chapter 6, verses 7 and 9. I'm just going to read specifically. And John replied, even if we work for months, we wouldn't have enough money to feed them. Then Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. There's a young boy here with five barley loaves and two fish. But what good is that? with this huge crowd. So see, see, the, see the scarcity? What good is that little bit of, of five loaves of bread and two fish? The disciples think this is laughable. How can we do this? See how little we have? How can we possibly meet the need that is out there? Jesus goes, let's turn this around. Let's work completely from different angle. Let's not look from scarcity, but let's look from what we have in abundance. See, abundance, instead of scarcity saying there's not enough, abundance says there is more than enough. There is more than enough. And what does it say? Those five loaves and two fish from, t- from a young boy, that is more than enough. And in Luke's gospel, in Luke's account, for there are about 5,000 men there, Jesus replied. Tell them to sit down in groups of about 50 each so that so all the people sat down and Jesus took the five loaves and two fish, looked up towards the heaven and blessed them and then broke the loaves into pieces. He kept on giving the bread and the fish to the disciples so they could distribute it to the people. They all ate as much as they wanted and afterwards the disciples picked up 12 baskets of leftovers. So what happens here? What's happening here? The economy is different. Give and God will provide. Give and we will do. This is a miracle of God's abundance grace, of God's abundance giving to each and everybody out there. For those who are seeking and those who are lost, God will give to you. Scarcity says we can only afford a little bit. It's interesting because when scholars interpret this differently and the way the miracle happens differently some will say this is a miracle that Jesus broke and gave and God worked in there and others and I'm not going to say which way we want to go I want you to think for yourself but others say that there was a there's a miracle of generosity that happens here that as that young boy brings five loaves and two fish and Jesus bless and break it other people come up and offer what they have 
there's a there's a mode of giving and giving you know the young boy gives and then somebody else gives and then somebody else gives and it keeps on breaking bread keeps on giving out the food keeps on going and more give and more give and then there is enough for everybody because once one person started giving everybody started giving one once person saw that god's abundance grace was going to be given out everybody started giving now some people you know they work it in a different way the miracle you know some people would say the miracle of prying open somebody's wallet is the biggest miracle of all. For some people, that's true. But we know that when we bless what we give, and when we give it to God, God provides in all different ways and manners. It is the provision of God working through people and working through miracles. The key here for us, though, is that we have, to have a, we have to move from a mind of scarcity, saying we don't have enough, because we don't have enough. You know, here's 5,000 people sitting out there, and if everybody gave something, we'd have enough. But if we don't have enough, and we work out of the scarcity, saying, well, I, I need to keep what I've got just because, you know, I've got to have, make sure I've got enough for myself, you won't get to the point of actually giving you won't get the point of living generously and seeing others around you as in need as well. We actually go back to our toddler's years and say, that's mine, that's mine. I haven't used that, that's mine. That's mine, I want it. It tastes good, that's mine. You know, we, we don't want that. Scarcity says, and asks this question, what can I afford? When it comes to generosity, scarcity says, what can I afford? It's the leftover, it's the minimum. What minimum do I have to do? What minimum do I have to give? Now, is your life marked by generosity or is it marked by scarcity? Do you live your life saying, what is the minimum effort I have to do? What is the minimum thing I have to give? What is the minimum thing that I have to do to enter into this? It's not about money, it's about your life. It's about the way you live. It's what you do. It's what, the way you behave. It's, it's, it's what you put into your work. It's what you give into your volunteering. It's, it's how you live your Christian life. It's, it's how we support our church in the mission to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. I hope none of us ever say that we live out of scarcity when we, we're, want, we're wanting to do the Great Commission to, to teach people to, to know Jesus, to, to follow Jesus. I hope we never get work out of scarcity that says, what is the minimum thing? What's the minimum amount of effort I have to do just to get by to say, yeah, I've spread the good news of Jesus Christ? I don't want that. That's not living generously, is it? That's living out of scarcity saying, what is the minimum? You see, generosity says we need to do more than that. We shouldn't be minimal in our mission. We shouldn't be minimal in what we do. The other way that we need to look at it is from generosity and abundance. See, generosity asks, what do I have and then how can I use that for others? What is it that I can give to others? What is it that I can do? John 10, verses 9 to 11 says this, I am the gate, and this is Jesus talking about him, says, I am the gate, whoever enters by me will be saved. So whoever you know, enters through Jesus Christ will be saved, will go to heaven and will and will come in and go out and, be, and find pastures. The thief come only to steal and kill and destroy. 
I came, that is, Jesus came that you may have life and have it, how? Abundantly. I am the good shepherd and the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. In other words, this is what Jesus has done. He said, your life you're going to have in abundance. There's a promise from God to, that you will have life abundantly, life everlasting, above and beyond, because Jesus has laid down his life for us. That's where our abundance comes from, and that's where our generosity needs to stem from, the fact that God's saving grace is there in your life. Jesus' economy is different to the world's economy. The world's economy says we have to pay all these things and if there's any left over, make sure you've got enough for yourself, make sure you've got enough to give to generations in your family afterwards, but only give a little bit. Jesus' economy, he gave him whole self, everything he had to the world. We give first. We give to God, and God blesses that. If you view your life through the lens of scarcity, you will always be fearful and anxious about what life has there for you and what you can do. Jesus actually had a very different plan for each and every one of us. God has a plan for each and every one of us, a plan for your life and everything everything in your life. Jeremiah 29 verse 11 says this, For I know the plans that you have for me, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, give you a future and a hope. You have a future, you have a hope in Jesus Christ, in the saving grace of God. See, living a life of generosity is all about your heart position, about where you see yourself in God's kingdom. It's not about how much that you give away. So you can give away a huge amount of money. You can give away 10%. You can give away all these things. And yet if your heart is not in the right position, then you are not living a life of generosity. You're not living a life of the gospel. You're not living a life of abundance. See, Jesus had compassion on that large crowd because they didn't know God and he and God's abundant grace. And Jesus just went, they need to know who God is and what God's done for them. And so Jesus taught them in this lonely and isolated place because his heart went out to them. My question for you is, are you living your life out of generosity? Do you know the abundant grace of God in your life? Does this abundance manifest itself in your life in generous ways? Do you give generously of your time? Do you give generously of your mind, your talents, your experience? Do you give generously of your possessions? Do you live a life of generosity to those in need around you? My prayer for you is the answer is yes. Yes, just as Jesus lives a life of generosity and gave for us, so we may give as well. Let's just pray together. My Lord, I pray today, I pray that we do not view our lives as the world views. I pray that we do not view it through the lens of there's just not enough. Lord, help me to live in your grace. Help me to live in your abundant grace.
Help me to know that you have given me more than I can possibly know. Help me to live a life of generosity to those around me. Help me be a sign, a symbol, the manifestation of your love living in me, your gracious, abundant, life-giving love. And may we work out of that generosity. May our lives be restored, renewed, made new by you, our Lord. Amen.